drive time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic drive time. Now, here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to God. Climate change. The climate revolution is going to be part of our conversation today. Um, protecting the earth environment, that's part of what we believe we should be doing. Good stewards of, of creation, yay and amen. But has it gone too far? Have we been pushed uh, in some sort of a climate revolution? Did you have that conversation today in this hour? We're going to be speaking with uh, the assistant director of TFP Student Action, Mr. James Bascom, who has uh, written on this topic on, on several different outlets. But we're going to have a conversation about the green ecology movement is it does it have communist socialist marxist roots we, you know we've been speaking a lot lately about that subject especially with dr paul ken gore on the program so we thought we'd have a great conversation with mr james bascom from tfp student action also in this hour we're going to speak with kaylin boswell she has a, a whole internet brand called catholic teen post as a teenager she began to post online she's now i think in her mid-20s or early 20s or so she's an actress a model she's i think even played a minor role in chosen as well as other movies and and whatnot and she's going to be on the program to talk about evangelization through social media, but also about internet rage, lack of charity, uh, even among so-called Catholics that uh, like to get online and go go pretty crazy. So we're going to have a, an interesting conversation today with Kaylin Boswell from, from the Catholic Teen Post. going to be a great program, going to be a full lineup. Hopefully you can join us for most of that today. Uh, good morning to you, Janelle. Good morning, Joe. Praise be to God. Anything good to uh, share in the news today? Well... Yes, there's always going to be good news, um, and there's also um, not so as good news, but as I said yesterday, in the end, God wins above all, and plus we have the good news with the Holy Gospel, so thanks be to God. God wins. Something I say every day, right before, at least I think about it internally, right before I introduce Adrian Fonseca. Good morning to you, Adrian Fonseca, on the ones and twos. Good morning, good morning. It's good to be here. God wins. God wins. God wins. And, Praise uh, be to God. you know... It's a, it's a good day. It's a good day to fight for our Lord. It's a good day to uh, fight for virtue. So, praise be to God. Amen. Glad to be here. Yeah, praise be to Jesus. I see there's a, a great audience already hanging out with us online this morning. Good morning to you all. Thank you for doing that. If you're listening on the radio this morning from the Station of the Cross, good morning to you. Praise be to God. How about the Guadalupe Radio Network? Uh, God love you, and thank you for hanging out with us today. Well, however you listen, whether it's podcast, internet, live video stream, or the radio, or the mobile app, or however, please do us a favor and consider sharing the Catholic Drive Time with your friends and your family members and your acquaintances, because it would really help us to spread the, the good news further and wider. Intelligent conversation and a look at the headlines through our Catholic perspective, all of that is part of what you share when you smash the share button or just text a friend or however you'd like to do it. We would be grateful. God love you and God bless you. All right, as I said, we're going to be speaking to to Mr. James Bascom from TFB Student Action and Kaylin Boswell in this hour. And we want to dive into it. Whatever is on your heart, whatever your needs are, we are going to include that in our prayers this morning. We wrapped up the, the month of the Sacred Heart. We're going to go back to Our Lady to intercede for us, Queen of Heaven and Earth, uh, powerful intercessor. Let's ask her to pray for each of us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, 
that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Now the headlines with Janelle Lay. Looking at the headlines today, anti-Catholic dress. Lil Nas X slanders Catholic Church. Indigenous groups in Canada reports more bodies at schools. Historic church vandalized, residential school scandal spreads from Canada to Colorado. From the National Catholic Register, historic Denver church vandalized, motive unclear. A historic Catholic church in downtown Denver was tagged with graffiti on Monday evening, and a possible reference to the controversy over former Catholic-run schools for indigenous in Canada. The number 1323 was discovered painting, painted in large red figures on an outer wall of Holy Ghost Catholic Church on Monday. The graffiti was cleaned off by Tuesday morning. The incident follows several weeks of Catholic churches in Canada being vandalized or discovered on fire. At least one incident of vandalism of St. Paul's Coke Cathedral in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, for, clearly referenced the discovery of hundreds of unmarked graves at former Catholic-run residential schools for Indigenous children. Vandals spray-painted the words, We were children, and made hand, red handprints in paint on the doors on Thursday, June 24th. The number that was written on Holy Ghost Church 1323 could have cited a June 25th article about the number of bodies that had been found in unmarked graves at the sites of former Canadian residential schools up to that point. From the Hill, Judge Blocks Florida Social Media Law A federal George judge on Wednesday blocked a Florida social media law that would have fined companies for kicking politicians off their platforms. District Judge Robert Hinkle of the Northern District of Florida issued a preliminary injunction on Wednesday to stop the law from going into effect on Thursday. Hinkle issued the injunction as he believes the law will be found unconstitutional. The plaintiffs are likely to prevail on the merits of their claim that these statutes violate the First Amendment, Hinkle wrote. There is nothing that could be severed and survive. Tech trade groups sued the state after Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed a bill into law that would have fined companies 250 grand a day for banning statewide politicians from their platforms and 25 grand a day for other politicians. Rather than preventing what it calls censorship, the act does the exact opposite. It empowers government officials in Florida to police the protected editorial judgment of online businesses that the state disfavors and whose perceived political viewpoints it wishes to punish, the complaint from the company says. DeSantis defended the bill and said it being used to hold big tech accountable. We're basically advancing a state consumer fraud theory. You know they're advertising certain things, they have certain service terms, and they're not abiding by that. That is a fraud on the public. So we think that that will be upheld, and but we absolutely anticipate litigation, DeSantis said after the bill was passed. Also from the Hill, researchers uncover effort by Chinese-speaking hackers to target Afghan government. Chinese-speaking hackers recently targeted the top tiers of the Afghan government, along with the governments of other nearby nations, research published Thursday found. According to findings from cybersecurity group Checkpoint Research, a hacking group known as Indigo Zebra is involved in an ongoing espionage effort against the Afghan government through the use of malicious phishing emails. Some of the emails masqueraded as coming from the office of the president of Afghanistan and targeted the Afghan National Security Council. 
Emails urge the targeted employee to review an attachment regarding the details of an NSC press conference. If the attachment is interacted with, a backdoor is installed on the victim's network with the hackers using Dropbox to stay undetected. Checkpoint found evidence that this backdoor was used to access desktop files and run scans of the network, among other malicious activities. The Afghan government was not the only one in the region targeted by the same group. Checkpoint found evidence of ongoing targeting of the governments of Karakistan and Uzbekistan. Checkpoint's investigation into these efforts is ongoing. I'm Janelle Lay, and those are your headline news for Thursday, July 1st. God love you. The saint of the day is Saint Junipero Serra. Serra was born on the 24th of November, 1713, at Petra Spanish Mejorca as Miguel Jose Serra. He entered the Franciscan University of Palma, Spain at the age of 15 and joined the order at the age of 17. He took the name Junipero after the friend of Saint Francis. He was ordained in 1737 and taught philosophy and theology at the Lulelian Lulelian University. In 1749, Sarah was sent to the missionary territories of the west of the nor- of North uh, North America. A mosquito bite he received early in his trip to the New World left one leg swollen. This and his asthma made walking a painful process for the rest of his life. In 1768, he took over missions in the Mexican province of Lower and Upper California. Missions the Jesuits were forced to abandon by order of King Charles III. A tireless worker, Sarah was largely responsible for the foundation and spread of the church on the west coast of the United States. He founded 21 missions, converted thousands of Native Americans, and trained many of them in European methods of agriculture, cattle husbandry, and crafts. A dedicated religious and missionary, penitent and austere in all areas of his life, Blessed Unipro Serra is the namesake of the Serra Club, an international Catholic organization dedicated to the promotion of vocations and the support of seminarians and religious novices. Many of his letters and other writings have survived, and the diary of his travels to the West was published in the early 20th century. He died on the 28th of August, 1784, of tuberculosis at Mission San Carlos, California, of natural causes. He was beatified on the 23rd of September, 2015, by Pope Francis. St. Junipero Serra, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Matthew chapter 9, verses 1 through 8. After entering a boat, Jesus made the crossing and came into his own town. And there people brought to him a paralytic lying on a stretcher. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Courage, child, your sins are forgiven. At that, some of the scribes said to themselves, This man is blaspheming. Jesus knew what they were thinking and said, Why do you harbor evil thoughts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He then said to the paralytic, Rise, pick up your stretcher and go home. And he rose and went home. When the crowd saw this, they were struck with awe and glorified God who had given such authority to men. The Gospel of the Lord. 
Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. This ought to be a trivia question. I found this very fascinating today when I was diving into the gospel passage, thanks to verboom.com forward slash GRN for sponsoring our program and the gospel reflection, verboom.com forward slash GRN. Thank you for that. But uh, to look at the sort of the somewhat of a minor debate or disagreement among the early church fathers as to what town was meant by the, by the, he came into his own city there in verse verse 1, uh, chapter 9, verse 1. Uh, was this Capernaum? Some said yes, some said no. Jerome thought it was Nazareth, I, and I'm not, I, maybe Augustine as well, but I just found that very fascinating. Uh, the commentary seemed to suggest this was Capernaum in Galilee, his own city. I wonder if how many people would know, you know, if you could name Jesus's own city, would you come to Capernaum as the conclusion? I find that fascinating. St. Hilary said, mystically speaking, when driven out of Judea, he returns into his own city. The city of God is the people of the faithful. Into this he entered by a boat that is the church. I find that also very, very incredible. St. Jerome said, not the sick, ma- sick man's, but theirs that bear him in regards to faith. Now, I want to pay attention to this just for a moment. The faith of the bearers bringing the sick man to the man that they knew could heal him. How many times as Catholics have we run into non-Catholics who, who uh, dispute the baptism of infants, for instance, because they are not old enough to make a decision for themselves, and yet we see repeated examples in the sacred scripture, this being among them, that the faith of others can have incredible effects in those they represent, those they are bringing to the Lord. And we see this here, the faith of the bearers uh, bringing the paralytic to the Lord. Pretty, pretty far, uh, powerful. Uh, St. Chrysostom said in regards to forgiveness of sins, and I think this is also very, very cool. St. Chrysostom says, he compels his enemies to confess the equality of his honor with the Father. He goes on to say, The scribes, in their desire to spread an ill report of him against their will, made that which was done be more widely known. Christ using their envy to make known the miracle. <laughs> Look how our Lord turns it on them, flips it on its head. He leverages their envy their jealousy, their their uh, refusal, their rejection of him to spread far and wide the truth. The Son of Man has come to heal, to forgive sins, to bring sinners into the church, and he gives this power to men, which he breathes upon the apostles in the upper room in John 21, and gives them the power to hear uh, and uh, to, to forgive or to retain sins. It's powerful stuff. Thank you, Verboom.com forward slash GRN. We'll be right back. We're going to have a great conversation about internet rage. It's coming up next. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. We all know children have a natural innocence and a sense of wonder. Yet our world is full of distractions that can pull families in the wrong direction. But with the help of God and a church family, your children can grow in the security of faith, hope, and love. Weekly Mass provides that critical faith foundation needed in life. 
So if your family hasn't been to Mass in a while, we'd like to invite you home. Discover more at catholicscomehome.org. Gloryandshine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Gloryandshine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At Gloryandshine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul, unquote. God love you, Gloryandshine.com. Thank you again. Be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. Praise be to God. It is good to be on with you. Coming up at 35 past the hour, we're going to have a conversation about how the green ecology movement turned red. Mr. James Bascom from the uh, TFP Student Action, he's the assistant director there, has been writing about this, and we're going to jump into that conversation at 35 past the hour. Right now, uh, joining us via Zoom chat is Kaylin Boswell. She is with Catholic Teen Post, posting, I think, mostly on Instagram, but other places as well. And we want to have a conversation about evangelization through new media, but also internet rage, even among so-called Catholics. Good morning to you, Kaylin. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Praise be to God. It's good to have you on. Now, you were a teenager starting to uh, post online. I think I've been told you're an actress. You've played in some pretty incredible things. Tell us about that real quick. Um, So I'm usually a background actor. I've worked on The Chosen, which I'm not sure if you guys heard. It's a story about Christ. Um, I got to play one of like the background characters on that. Oh, wow. Um, I've worked on two different movies and um, Fear of the Walking Dead, actually. So that's kind of what I do, too, on the side. Praise be to God. Uh, What an incredible opportunity that must be. Thank Um, you. Let's talk about your posting online. Um, This is we've yesterday we were talking about this here on the team. Um, it's one thing to be able to have an opportunity to spread far and wide the good, the true, and the beautiful, um, the beautiful traditions of our church, the patrimony of the Catholic faith, especially to non-Catholics. But we also see quite a bit of vitriol and internet rage. Is that something you've experienced quite a bit? Oh, most definitely. And unfortunately, I've seen internet rage from a vast range of ages, raging from 10 years old to like 68. So <laughs> yes, I've experienced that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I've been uh, following your account since I guess I was in high school or middle school, mm-hmm. 20, 2015, maybe. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that's, uh, and I've seen what blows my mind is how people will just attack a young girl that's mm-hmm. like uh, 15, 16 years old. I don't know how old you were when you started it. And, mm-hmm. uh, and the people that just will just attack you. And that really helped inspire a lot of people, a lot of young people to want to uh, stand up and learn how to defend the faith online. And I always talk about how uh, social media is really bad at evangelizing the people who are attacking you. But it's mm-hmm. really good at evangelizing the people who are lurkers watching. Uh, what do you think right. about that? Um, I think you're very right. I had a woman DM me just the other day telling me that she followed my page Oh four or five years ago and ended up unfollowing me because of the church teachings that I posted on my page. And then she said, you know, later down the line, she got married and she converted. And then she realized, holy crap, like she, she's teaching the truth. Like once she learned more about the faith and came back and told me that. So definitely. Uh, what was it like when you were a teenager 
Yeah, because I, from my understanding, you're in your early 20s now. But what was it like w- when you were a teenager and you're posting and you're starting to get this pushback? You're starting to see this this uglier side to the internet. Were you put off by that? Were you uh, were you nervous around it? Were you scared? Did it did it did you shy away or how did you feel? Definitely. I I definitely shied away in the beginning since I started my page when I was about 14, 15 years old. So I felt like I didn't have the knowledge just yet to jump straight into apologetics and being able to argue with people, you know, sometimes twice my age. So I definitely shied away, but that brought other people in and I started learning from them as well and made good connections with other Catholic accounts that, you know, helped teach me as well. So what about your parents? How did, uh, how were, what was their opinion of their 14 year old girl being (laughs) on the internet and dealing with, uh, dealing with some of this uh, incredible negative feedback? I mean, um, I can imagine, especially as a girl on the internet, that that sort of that negative side can be really incredible, uh, in, in in a bad way. What Mm -hmm. were your parents thinking? Um, my parents have been very supportive since the beginning. Um, you know, I have six brothers, so they felt like, you know, Kaylin's safe no matter what she's doing (laughs) online, because if anyone tried to mess with her, like, you know, we have a whole army here of boys (laughs) and stuff. So, um, I've always been supported by them, especially my mom. And she, um, she homeschooled us from, you know, kindergarten all the way up to high school. And so she's kind of what bestowed the faith into me first. So... And what are the issues that you speak of that get you the most pushback? Um, I would say um, anti-abortion and LGBT community tends to be the two biggest pushbacks for me on my page. Mm. Definitely. And would you say that the pushback you receive on those issues, are they mostly from non-Catholics, Catholics, Christians? Who are they? I would say mostly Catholics, honestly. They're like, oh, you're giving Catholics a bad name. I'm Catholic, but I don't believe in this. Like, we, mm. you know, so mostly Christians, I'd say. Do, do you find that really odd and weird that we're Catholic, but we reject what the Catholic Church teaches? Like, I, I still to this day, tw- you know, some 20 plus years after my own conversion, I still find that really weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Catholics who reject Catholic teaching. It blows my mind as well. I think it's, you know, due to poor catechism in Catholic schools or, you know, faith formation classes that that seems to be the common area because people are telling me, oh, my my confirmation teacher told me this was okay, you know, or I went to Catholic school for 12 years and they never talked about this issue. So, you know, I have a it's fine. It blows my mind how the a Catholic uh, Instagram page can blow up and have over a hundred thousand uh, followers that uh, that's blows my mind because you would think uh, like who's interested in in looking at Catholic memes who's interested mm-hmm. in in reading about uh, and seeing stories on Catholic theology and things like that uh, how is it why do you think that people are interested in this and how you grew so much um, I think it's due to me taking relative re- relative um, topics and issues and turning them into a relatable or funny type of way. So I think that helps draws in the audience. And um, I think it's hard to find somebody who's willing to put their neck out there and speak the truth. So it's not easy to find other places that are willing to, to teach you the Catholic faith. So I think that tends to draw people in as well. Mm. Caitlin Boswell is our guest, and uh, she is a model and actress. She also has been posting to Catholic Teen Post for 
for a long time now. And you're mostly on Instagram. I see you have a YouTube channel, but you haven't really done much there in a while. Right. Uh, what is your What is your social strategy? Um, that's a good question. I think on Instagram, there's a algorithm that I tend to follow where, you know, it tells me what specific hours are the best time to post. And then therefore I'll do that. So I'll usually post about four times a day mm. or so. Mm-hmm. And, um, but what do you hope to accomplish through your work? I mean, do you have any set goals? Do you have a plan? What, what do you, what do you hope to, to get out of all of this effort on social media? Just evangelizing as many people as I possibly can. That's as long as God can continue to work through me, I will be here fighting on his side. So that's all I want. Uh, you're the vast majority of the people who are your original followers and yourself are no longer teens. Mm-hmm. Um, so how does the, uh, the, is your Catholic teen post just gonna, you can't change the name or it's just like, you're, this is your brand. You're sticking to it now. Uh, how, <laughs> tell me about that. <laughs> so I actually made a post asking people if they wanted me to change that once I turned 20 and they were like, no, keep it. Like <laughs> we like that brand. So I think I'm just going to stick with it. Awesome. So <laughs> it must feel a little awkward though. I mean, the a older you bit, get, yeah. you're like, I don't know if I can hang with this for much longer. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's funny. Uh, Kaylin Boswell is our guest. We have her on for about, uh, I don't know, four, four and a half more minutes or so. Um, let's talk about the, the types of content that you post. Uh, do you find that certain content works better? I mean, because part of my issue with with uh, social media, and I've been doing it a long time myself, and I lately it's I, it feels like it's less fruitful. Like, I, I don't find there's great dialogue in most cases. It's mostly just argumentation and, and vitriol. Like, nobody's really listening to each other, and there's not really a conversation. It's just, it gets a little hectic. So, do you find ways to weed through that and actually get some fruitful work done? Yeah, I'd say so. I'd, I I agree with you. In the beginning, it was definitely easier to get fruitful conversations from it, but it seems as though now that they've introduced it, introduced um shadow banning it seems like it's harder for me to receive that type of you know discussion on there unfortunately thanks big tech oligarchs we love yeah exactly isn't that good stuff shadow banning yeah something we've seen quite a bit here on the team for sure Mm -hmm. but do do memes work best for you and your audience and uh we 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 interviewed the the bit what bishop umbers bishop umbers the bishop of the internet bishop umbers yeah (laughs) the meme bishop and uh you know, we had a great conversation about some of the memes that he and his are very clever, very clever mm-hmm. memes indeed. Do you mm-hmm. find that that is a, a still an effective communication tool? Most definitely. I remember I had a hater on my page and they said, how dare you take something so funny and relatable and use it into, you know, Catholicism. So like it was a backhanded compliment. <laughs> what was it? What was the meme? So, I think it was a Doctor Who meme. I know that like uh, the LGBT community kind of claims that they, there seems to be like a mm. fandom of different places. And if you take from there, they get so pissed off. So, yeah, it okay. was a Doctor Who meme. Well, got to be careful what we're <laughs> saying on radio today. But uh, Kaylin Boswell is our guest. Catholic Teen Post is her brand. Uh, what would mm-hmm. you say? How, how would you what advice would you give now? You've been doing this for several years um, about dialogue on the internet what would you encourage the audience to do if they were to engage others on posts and such on social media i would definitely say if you're kind of hesitant to jump into it like i was in the beginning continue to read the comments and continue to grow your faith through learning from other people that have studied it for longer and then once you gain the confidence and knowledge then you know you're going to be ready to go 
you know, people post uh, all the time, and I know a lot of friends that will post uh, Catholic things, and they'll try to post things that are just more uplifting, and they get tired of it because all they ever hear is negative feedback. Um, is it worth continuing? Do pe- should people just give up on trying to bring positivity and bring the Catholic faith onto social media? Should they just abandon it? I've definitely gone through periods where I've thought that myself. I'm like, wow, I've just, it's, I've been beaten down on, you know, uh, but usually when that happens, I'll get a couple of messages from people, you know, telling me that they converted or, you know, they decided not to abort their unborn baby or, you know, Mm. those little things here and there really continue to inspire me and push me to continue on. So yeah, even though it's hard, you know, I get reminded of it. And do you have plans for the future? What what are your plans? What do you feel like God is calling you to? Um, I'm not really sure yet. I'm still just open to whatever it is that he's calling me to. So I would love to continue working in, you know, the acting field and maybe being able to um, apologize in that field later on. But um, yeah, I'm just open to anything right now. Hmm. How did you get on Chosen, by the way? Um, so I was already working as a background actor at that point, And I believe I saw on like one of the acting listing forms that I'm on for chosen. So I applied to that and worked on, I believe it was the second and now third season. Wonderful. So, well, praise yeah, be to God. Yeah, it was great. All right. Well, uh, Kayla and Boswell, we're very grateful for your time today. Uh, Catholic teen posts on Instagram, check her out. Uh, if you haven't already, we're very grateful to your, uh, for being on the program today, Kayla. God love you and God bless you. Thank you so much. God bless. Yeah, have a great day. Praise be to Jesus. All right, we're going to go to break. We're going to come back. We're going to have breaking news and stories with Janelle Lay. And then, of course, we're going to dive into our conversation about the the green ecology movement turning red with Mr. James Bascom, the assistant director of TFP Student Action. All that is coming up after the break. If you can and you're able to, you can always hang out with us right on our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Watch live, comment live. grnonline.com forward slash CDT. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, the Catholic Church is just out of touch? It's going to have to change if it ever hopes to be relevant in today's world. But G.K. Chesterton says... We do not need a church that will move with the world. We need a church that will move the world. It's not that the church has to change, it's that the world has to change, and it's up to us, as the church, to change the world. That is the call to conversion. We don't convert the world by giving in to it. Chesterton says, The world is converted by the saint that contradicts it most. I guess that explains why in an age that worships money, sex, and power, the most influential woman in the modern world was a tiny little nun taking care of the sick and dying in the streets of Calcutta. Want more than a minute? Visit Chesterton.org. Hi, Joe McLean here, host of the Catholic Drive Time, heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, right here. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of the Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations. Real Estate for Life offers their clients a faith-based experience. Real Estate for Life is online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Welcome back to the Catholic Drive Time. I'm Janelle Lay, and here are your headline news. Lots of headlines today. At least 10 killed in overnight attack on eastern Congo city of Beni. 
Miami condo tower collapse death toll rises to 18. More than 140 missing. Tolkien Society goes gay. Seminar touches on transgender realities in Lord of the Rings. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis sued over law barring transgender athletes from women's sports. UK Methodist Church votes to allow same sex marriages. Montana Governor lifts COVID 19 state of emergency. Oregon Governor invokes Emergency Conflagration Act to combat wildfires. Judge denies Britney Spears' request to remove father as co conservator. Trump Company's CFO surrenders ahead of expected criminal tax charges. Investigators raid French Justice Ministry in probe against minister. Nigerian Parliament set to vote on petroleum overhaul bill. Swedish caretaker Prime Minister Lofen handed chance to form new government. South Africa's top court clears Ramaphosa of misleading parliament about donations. Indonesia to impose emergency measures as COVID 19 cases spike. Russian Navy conducts live fire exercise in Black Sea as Ukraine and NATO countries held military drills in the same wider area. Ugandan police hunt phony doctor and arrest two nurses in COVID vaccine scam. A retired CCC professor says China has never regarded U.S. as a friend in the past 70 years. New York Assembly will issue subpoenas in Kumo impeachment probe. Beijing bans household use of natural gas in restricted areas to tighten security around CCP anniversary. Four gang members charged with sex trafficking of underaged girls. California's budget will give illegal aliens free health care. Fewer smugglers detained as small border counties run out of jail space. Protesters hold Minneapolis City Council VP hostage by blocking vehicle and making demands about mayor. Anti CCP sentiment hits new high in South Korea amid upcoming presidential election. Bill Cosby released from prison after sex assault conviction overturned. More researchers link mRNA COVID 19 vaccines to rare heart inflammation cases. And White House promotes abortion funding, reproductive health care, and international gathering on women. And those are your headline news for this morning. God love you and have a good Thursday. Praise be to God and all things. Thank you, Janelle, for keeping us up to date. I also want to thank Real Estate for Life, realestateforlife.org, for generously sponsoring our program, making it possible for us to get up every day, 3 a.m. in the morning, Central Standard Time, and bringing you the latest news and information, intelligent conversation, and so much more. And、uh, they make that possible through their generous support of us. Realestateforlife.org connects people who are either buying, Or selling houses all to support pro life causes like our own. So thank you, realestateforlife.org, for your generous support of Catholic Drive Time. Joining us right now via Zoom chat is、uh, Mr. James Bascom. He is the、uh, assistant director at Student Action at TFP. He、uh, graduated the St. Louis de Montfort Academy as a full time member of TFP since 2003. And he resides in、uh, Spring Grove, Pennsylvania. Good morning to you, Mr. Bascom. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Praise be to God. It's good to have you on. We wanted to have a conversation around some of the、uh, articles that you have been writing about the green ecology movement 
turned red. You know, the, you know, the, uh, the, the climate change movement uh, or the you know, taking care of the environment. We, we all agree we should be good stewards of the environment, uh, taking care of that which God has entrusted to our care. But at the same time, it seems like it's gone a bit off the rails. I myself was very put off over the winter when Texas nearly shut down complete and we were, uh, we learned, uh, sort of the hard way how dependent we were on renewable energies and how they would not work in the middle of a freezing storm. Um, so it can be very interesting and very scary times, but what is going on in the ecology movement, Mr. Bascom? Well, uh, I think it needs to, it's important to make a distinction. There's, there's legitimate Christian stewardship of the earth, which we're obliged to take care of the earth because it was given to man to rule, as we know from the book of Genesis. And uh, St. Thomas also developed that very much um, the the responsibilities of man over the earth, over the uh, the planet and so forth. But what we're seeing today is essentially a revolutionary ecology that is the natural development of socialism and communism. And uh, you could say that this new ecology is, in fact, uh, a new religion, um, if you will, that picks up where socialism and communism left off. It is very concerning, um, to be sure, because there's a great push for, I mean, just, was it yesterday, I think it was, uh, President Biden made this statement, I think it was it, sometime this week, he made the statement that the Joint Chiefs told him the number one threat to Americans was climate change. And it, it, so there seems to be a manipulation, a push upon us to really focus on this, and yet... For instance, we see that it's slave labor that works on renewable energies, like solar panels, for instance, or building uh, the, the wind uh, machines that get put out in, in the western part of the United States. Um, and 80% of the materials that go into that are mined from uh, mines that also have slave labor. So there's a, there's a lot of very um, questionable activities that go into the renewable energy, and to see the manipulation on top of that, uh, the average person probably doesn't know where to go or what to believe. Yeah, exactly. There, there's there's a lot of propaganda out there, a lot of a lot of uh, misunderstanding, and just a lot of. If you have to really go to the, the the thinkers and the origin of revolutionary ecology, which began in the 1800s already. In fact, the term ecology, for example, was coined in 1866 by a German naturalist by the name of Ernst Haeckel, and his whole idea was essentially a Gnostic neo-pagan conception of the earth as being a type of superorganism in which man was merely one component. So it was, uh, he was a radical Darwinist. He was a socialist and he had this idea that all truth, that basically that nature is a God, that there is no God of the, of the Bible. There is no, Christian God. There's no God in the Christian sense of the term God, but nature is God, and that we are to essentially find truth and worship nature, essentially uh, undoing what Christianity did, which was to build a society in which man rules nature, uh, which is what, of course, God intended man to do. And so the, the root, if you will, of ecology, revolutionary ecology today is to dismantle civilization, dismantle Western civilization, and to undo this inequality that God put in, that the Christian God put in in, uh, in Western civilization, which is 
man ruling over nature. They, they, they hate that. They want to destroy that. And they, they are succeeding in doing that. Of course, there's all this propaganda about, you know, uh, you know, we want to reduce pollution and so forth, which of course we're in favor of doing. But behind the propaganda, just like any other revolutionary propaganda, is a very evil philosophy, ideology, and religion that is showing itself more and more as we progress in the, in the process. So neo-paganism, earth worship, uh, all of this very devilish religion and philosophy is showing itself as we, as we advance um, forward. And that reminds me of the uh, quote that Pope Francis said uh, about a year ago when he said the, that God always forgives, man uh, rarely forgives, but the earth never forgives. And the, uh, this relationship between that and also the, like, I believe it was the Washington Post put out a climate confessional where you can have, uh, confess your climate sins. Like these things, they, 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 it feels like everyone's trying to turn the environmental, environmental movement into a religion. Uh, do you see that? And, uh, what is that about? Absolutely. It's, it's, uh, uh, Ernst Haeckel, when he founded his, uh, Monist League in the 19th century, he, uh, had, the, it's a very Gnostic idea. And it's, it's pantheistic and Gnostic. It's this idea that all of all, there is no Christian God and that all beings have God in them. So we're all part of the same super organism. Therefore, there is no difference between man, between animal, between the rock, the planet, uh, you know, a, a, a bacteria, a cell of bacteria, single cell organism. We all have the same fundamental value. In fact, they even, talk about it, we need to undo the Christian arrogance towards nature, right? So, so it's fundamentally egalitarian, and it wants to destroy that hierarchy that God put in creation, in creation. And the, in the 20th century, you may have heard the term deep ecology. You know, it's one of these philosophies created by these uh, radical socialists, uh, Arnie Ness was the name of the one who coined that term deep ecology. And it's the fundamental basis of all modern, eco- modern environmentalists. You mentioned deep ecology. They all know what that is. And they want to undo. They're very clear about undoing the Christian conception of man ruling over nature and, and why that is, is it, it's a religion. It's a religion that wants to overthrow Christianity and, um, and, and, the, and they use indigenous propaganda. So they promote the Indians as a a way of showing a model that Western man can imitate. So that's one of the reasons why we saw the emphasis on the Amazon. Remember the Pan-Amazon Synod two years ago, people were saying, what we know, especially in the United States, you know, what what is this? Where is this coming from? The Pan-Amazon Synod, you know, it's it's kind of confusing. Why are we Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Mr. James Bascom is our guest. He is the assistant director of TFP, TFP Student Action up in uh, Pennsylvania. We're having a conversation on the ecology movement, and we're going to go to a break. We're going to come right back and continue this conversation. So don't go anywhere. Catholic Drive Time is headed your way. This is a Messy Family Minute from Mike and Alicia Hernan. The deepest desire for many of us as parents is to pass on the faith to our children. And to do that, parents need to be very intentional. First, we need to look at ourselves and live our faith authentically, because more is caught than taught. 
Most kids, especially teens, sense hypocrisy quickly, so we need to live a life of humility by asking for forgiveness, acting with charity, and loving generously. Next, create a unified Catholic culture in your family. We are called to be in the world, but not of the world, so we cannot be afraid to be countercultural. And last, don't protect children from every failure because suffering brings maturity. We need to remember that Christ promised us the cross, but he also promised to be with us every step of the way. When we teach this to our children, we are guiding them into mature faith in Christ who will satisfy all the longing of their hearts. For more information and resources, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Mr. James Bascom is our guest, Assistant Director of TFP Student Action, is our guest. We're talking about the green ecology movement. It's good to have you back on the program, Mr. Bascom. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Now, I know Adrian and I were just talking off air. Uh, it seems like you found some interesting stuff. What did you find? What, 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 what piqued your interest there, Adrian? Yes. Yes, I had uh, the privilege of hearing uh, Mr. Bascom's talk, uh, The Green is the New Red, and it was an excellent talk. And one of the things that really struck me was the, uh, well, you were t- talking about how the communist revolution under uh, Stalin and the Nazi revolution uh, under Hitler both had environmental um, ideologies built into them already at that time. And I had never heard this before, and it blew my mind. Could you speak on that a little bit? Absolutely. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot more apparent in Nazism, National Socialism, than in uh, uh, Communism. But they both are very much there. Not Marx and Engels both in the 19th century wrote that uh, the earth and nature and man form a unity, form a oneness. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a Gnostic belief. Our, our founder, Professor Polinio Cojedo-Rivera, the TFP founder, uh, he wrote a book called Revolution and Counter-Revolution, and he describes the revolution as Gnostic. So they have a very Gnostic religion behind communism. And it, they, they, there, there are several quotes uh, I have where Marx and Engels both refer to the, the, basically the, desire, the need for man to, to kind of reunite, as it were, with nature. Um, but with national socialism, it's even more explicit that many people don't realize that the Nazis were actually very ahead of their time as far as um, the ecological revolution. For example, they were the very first to create laws or animal rights laws. Um, they, they, they had this idea of creating, um, they, they had this, it was part of their blood and soil philosophy. If you've heard of that, the blood and soil philosophy of the Nazis where they, they saw the German people as forming a type of super organism with the, the, the territory of Germany, you know, with the animals, the, the environment where, of Germany, the geographical location of Germany. And so it's a very pantheistic idea that they had in which they, they want to essentially 
destroy all elements that interfere with the German people unifying, if you will, with, with, with the, 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 the place of Germany. And one of the obstacles to that, of course, is Christianity. You know, they, they mm-hmm. in fact, you know, people don't realize that Hitler himself was a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. And he, he did not, he, he, he had a plan. It's, you can actually, there are books written about this where he wanted to eventually ban the consumption of meat. Wow. Sounds familiar. After the war. We've been listening to this recently. Yeah, because 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 meat consumption, you know, that this is a a a remnant of you know Judaism and Christianity where we 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 can just use animals as we see fit. You know, it was uh, they they they, the the Germans were actually uh, the the 1930s Germany was uh, very much into developing organic food. You know, the the very much. I mean, they were way ahead of their time. You know, uh, one thing that you mentioned that I wanted to explore further, you had snuck in the premise that animal rights was not necessarily a good thing. Um, and so why is it, why would it be that animal rights are not necessarily a good thing? I mean, I'm thinking of like Greta Thunberg coming out saying that uh, fish have feelings and fish have friends. And this is a common uh, trope in, you know, in movies and TV shows. They anthropomorphize animals, make animals seem like they're humans. They have human ideas, human feelings. Uh, they love me. My dog loves me uh, kind of ideas. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's it's based on this false idea. Of, uh, of course, St. Thomas himself uh, speaks against that very much, that animals don't have rights. Animals don't have Humans have rights. Uh, uh, we have rights. God has rights. Intelligent creatures have rights. Animals do not have rights. Um, they were created by God for man to use in a upright way, according to right reason, for his necessities on earth. That's the purpose of that animals are created for, that a fundamental difference between revolutionary ecology and the Christian stewardship is that Christians, Catholics, we see animals and the earth as being created for a purpose. And that purpose is our salvation, our, our physical necessities in order for us to give, to give glory to God. And the, so the, the argument would be, we'd log back at you, they'd say, oh, but so you're saying that it's okay to kick puppies? Well, of course, they, they, that, that's, that's obviously not true. We, we can't uh, abuse the, the, the creatures that God gave us to use mm-hmm. because that would be, as St. Thomas says, that would be, a, a, it would be a, an offense against our dignity, not against the animal's dignity, but against our dignity as intelligent creatures, abusing and misusing creatures that were given to us to use according to our right reason. You know, it's interesting because I, I, I hunt. And uh, we're meat eaters. We love to eat meat, and I like to, you know, provide my family with the, the most leanest possible meat on planet Earth. And so we hunt every year, and and we butcher ourselves and all of that. And many times in my uh, hunting career now, I've been accused as being a bad Christian, bad Catholic, because how could I dare hurt God's innocent creatures when I could just simply go to the store and buy it? And uh, you know, and it just seems to me it illustrates the the. Uh, the the sheer uh, ignorance, really, uh, between our food, how food is how food is uh, prepared, where it comes from, and even sort of the the 
the whole process. Like the people have a real lack of understanding of the entire process. They somehow think in their minds that it, the animals that go to the store and sold on styrofoam plates aren't really animals, and the animals in the wilderness are. I think this lends to what you were saying a minute ago about uh, our true vocation as human persons on this planet is to be the steward of the planet and everything therein towards our greatest goal, which is salvation. And uh, we don't really hear about this anywhere. Absolutely. And, and it's, it's already back in Genesis. God gives us the instructions of what to do to fill the earth and subdue it. And you can only subdue the earth if you're given the mission of ruling the earth. And this fundamentally, the problem, the difference between Christian stewardship and this revolutionary ecology is the revolutionary ecology is egalitarian. They do not accept that man, that mankind has a, a, a right and a duty to rule over nature. Mm. Uh, that, that just as a father, you know, uh, rules over his, you know, has, has the fundamental, the, the natural uh, role of being the, the king, if you will, of his family. So too does mankind as a species, as a, as a, as a, as a creature of God, have a right and a duty to rule over nature. And they do not accept that. And what about, you know, we have the people who say, you know, I'm a dog mom or I'm a, I'm a, we're dog parents, we're cat parents. And so, uh, like, is that what you mean by uh, fathers, you know, taking care of our, yeah. our children? Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's very much, uh, it's, it's maybe a, a small manifestation of a, of a process that's been going on for decades. You know, this psychological warfare that's in television, in movies, you know, that this, that kind of slowly changed our mental framework, how we see ourselves in, you know, on the earth as in the universe, you know, for, it's not overnight that these ideas have kind of permeated into, uh, into society. It's been really over a century, even much longer of uh, kind of mental transshipment, you know, this, this, of this propaganda that is, changed us to, to having much more concern for, you know, abusing animals than, you know, killing unborn babies, right? Which is mm. very, very, uh, you know, it's not a coincidence that those people who are so concerned about animal rights have no concern for unborn, unborn babies. You know, it's, they, 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 it's very interesting to see that connection. Yes, I've had the accusation thrown at me when making pro-life arguments, um, and they'll they'll say things like, "Oh, okay, you're against abortion. Then are you going to go vegan? Then as if <laughs> the life of a baby is equivalent to the life of an animal." No, absolutely not. The, the, I mean, we, a baby's infinitely more than any animal, you know. And it's uh, it's it's really it's part of the destruction of civilization where we see uh, this mentality whereby you know, a baby is disposable, but, you know, a, uh, you know, save the whales or save the, you know, it's, it's, it's such a hypocrisy because the, the, the issue, you know, it's incredible. You may have heard this, this before. The issue is never the issue. The issue mm. is always the revolution, mm. right? So all these solutions we mentioned for like, you know, renewable energy and all these things, they're actually dirtier for the planet than, yeah. than yes. just normal energy. Like, <laughs> right. like the windmills yes. in Texas, the windmills all over the country, they've, they're killing hundreds of thousands, even millions of birds, yeah. you know, eagles and so yeah. forth. But it doesn't matter. You know, they, 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 the, 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 the intention is to dismantle 
what remains of the American economy. Yes. They hate free market. They, capitalism, free the free market. They want to destroy that. They want to destroy private property. They use environmentalism to destroy to destroy farmers' rights and so forth. It's it's really a, mm. a, a weapon in the in the war to destroy free market private property, uh, traditional American uh, most uh, el- law. Most electric cars today they're charged. Mm through uh, through the the old fashioned you know fuel systems <laughs> there i mean coal burning plants create electricity and that electricity fills up electric cars <laughs> which only can travel 2 to 300 miles if they're lucky before they need a recharge and how long does that take and you know unless you're of tesla of course and you get the superchargers which again are just burning coal uh, you know in order to fill their cars up it's mind-boggling, sort of, uh, again, to start going back to the conversation to wrap up, is the manipulation that's layered on top of this. We're called to be good stewards. We're called to care for the environment and the animals and creation. But this manipulation really needs to be called out. Mr. James Bascom, thank you for your time today. We're going to uh, link up to, you, you. to your article over on the TFP Student Action website. On this very topic, this is how the green ecology movement turned red. God bless you, and God love you, Mr. Bascom. Have a great day. Thank you, you too. All right, that's going to do it for hour number one of our conversation today on Catholic Drive Time. Praise be to God. We're very grateful to our guests, Mr. Bascom and uh, Ms. Boswell, for being on our program today. We are going to link up to both of their conversations on our YouTube, Facebook, you know, Rumble, and everywhere else. You can find all of that linked on our website at grnonline.com forward slash cdt. If you can hang out with us in the next hour, three more chances in the uh, Fear and Trembling Game Show to win that rugged rosary. Praise be to God. If you can hang out online, do that. grnonline.com forward slash cdt. God love you and God bless you. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Why do Catholics call Mary the Queen of Heaven? Doesn't God rebuke the Israelites in the Old Testament for worshiping a false goddess called the Queen of Heaven? Should we not refer to Mary with that title, therefore, since it's a title of a false god? In Jeremiah 7, verse 18, God is indeed upset with the Israelites for worshiping a false goddess called the Queen of Heaven. However, just because God rebuked them for worshiping the false Queen of Heaven doesn't mean that we cannot pay honor to the true Queen of Heaven, the Blessed Mother. That type of thinking would lead you to believe that just because people worship a false god that they call God, we therefore should not call the true God by that same name, God, because that's the same name the idolaters use for their God. That is faulty logic and it makes no sense whatsoever. Again, the fact that there is a false queen of heaven does not lead to the conclusion that we worship a false goddess when we call Mary the queen of heaven. Just as the fact that there is a false god does not lead to the conclusion that we worship a false god when we call our Father in heaven God. And there is a true queen of heaven. We see this quite clearly in Revelation 12 verse 1. And a great portent appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of 12 stars. Let's see. There's a woman. She's in heaven. And she has a crown on her head. I could be wrong, but I don't think that's the cleaning lady. 
No, it's the true Queen of Heaven, Mary, the mother of the male child who is to rule the nations. We do not worship Mary. We honor her just as Jesus honors her. So there is absolutely nothing wrong from a scriptural point of view in calling Mary the Queen of Heaven and in honoring her just as Jesus honors her. After all, if Jesus is the King, then Mary is truly the Queen Mother of Heaven. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. GloryandShine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. GloryandShine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At GloryandShine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul, unquote. God love you, GloryandShine.com. Thank you again. Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now, here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. You're almost there. I mean, you're, you're, you're like this close to 4th of July weekend. Anything special planned? I'm curious. I'd love to know. Um, of course, I'm not going to open the phone lines yet because we're going to play the game show coming up in a little bit. But if you want to hang out with us for the after show, you can surely tell us then uh, what is on your plans, what's on your agenda for 4th of July weekend. We'd love to know. But uh, great hour last hour. We spoke with uh, Kaylin Boswell, uh, an actress, a young actress, but she's been posting online for many years. We talked about that sort of uh, that vitriol that we all see, even from many Catholics online. And uh, great conversation with Kaylin Boswell from Catholic Teen Post. And then, of course, we just wrapped up a conversation with Mr. James Bascom about the green ecology movement turning red or its socialist background. Very interesting conversation. We're going to post both of those interviews later today on our YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, Twitter, all of that stuff. Again, we link to everything right on our website, grnonline.com forward slash cdt. That's grnonline.com forward slash cdt. By the way, you can... Not only get the podcast there, you could also watch the live video stream there and comment there if you wish. Not too many people do, to be honest with you, but it is possible to do it. So if you don't want to be on Facebook, YouTube, or any of that, you can go right to our website and be a part of the program. And if you are, let us know you're there. Go to grnonline.com forward slash cdt. Good morning to you, Janelle. Good morning, Joe. Praise be to God. It's good to have you back on the show again, of course, with the news, the good news this hour. You know, a little bit of uh, positive thinking instead of, you know, the heavy and intense news that's regular to our program. Yes, thanks be to God. It brings the, the whipping, uh, the, the, <laughs> the whipped scourging. cream on the... <laughs> oh, no, you're, it's a different whipping. You're, okay. Yeah. I was thinking of the scourging. <laughs> very different, very cream. different. Very different, very different. Speaking of very different, uh, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Uh, what are you trying to say about me? Um, trying to say I'm no, different. nothing. I, mm. you know, I, mm. I consider myself a rather mm. normal person. Yes, uh, you know? mm-hmm. um, my mom mm-hmm. thinks I am. I'm writing that down. All right, okay. Adrian okay. equal okay. normal. Well, 
It's good to be here, nonetheless. <laughs> it is good to be here, and uh, praise be to Jesus Christ for it. And uh, I was actually posting on Twitter early uh, last night. I was talking to we had Apostles Night last night at church, and we we're hanging out and talking. And I realized. What do normal people talk about? Like, I, like all we talk about is like theology, philosophy, uh, politics, religion. What do normal people talk about? I have no idea. Yes, oh, it's super yeah. strange. It is strange sometimes. Uh, you know, we can be in bubbles. Uh, we, I find myself, you know, focused a lot on the headline news and and sort of the intensity of scandals inside the church or the or even the scandals in society in general. And every once in a while, I have to like take a pause and you know, watch racing cars or something. Yeah, I just, I have to do something different just to kind of get my mind off of it. And uh, at any rate, praise be to God in all things for, for the gifts that he gives us and the opportunities he gives to us to conversate about the important stuff. But let's this weekend take a break. How about that? Uh, speaking of which, uh, real quick, before we dive into it, let me just say, Monday is a day off for the team here. Uh, we're celebrating a three-day weekend, and I know it's July 5th, but we're going to ce- celebrate on Monday by sleeping in. Could you imagine sleeping in? I think no, to I like, can't. I'm going to sleep into at least 7.30. I mean, I it's going to be... Six. I'll see at 6. Man, now I'm going to be super lazy and not wake up to like 7.30 a.m. Wow. Yeah. Janelle, what time are you thinking to get out of bed on Monday? Ooh, well, we'll just... The dice is up. We'll see what you happens. Just never know. I mean, you just never know. Whew, good grief! Whenever the Lord calls me, it's going to be nice. But uh, I, what, we have uh, a pr- like pre-recorded show. We're going to be playing the best of. What are we going to do on Monday? Yes, sir. We're going to be playing the best of. And so, if you have an idea of, you know, this is one of my favorite interviews. I want to hear that one again. Shoot me an email, uh, message in our chat, and I'll be happy. Maybe we can uh, play that one. If not, I'm going to try to probably pick uh, two or three of our most popular uh, interviews. Okay, okay. Sounds like a good deal, but we're going to jump into prayer, and this hour, good news, we have Saint of the Day, Gospel of the Day, hopefully a little reflection, and then Fear and Trembling Game Show, all coming up in the first half of this hour. You could win the Rugged Rosary that we are giving away this week. Your three chances to win today are coming up at 15 past the hour. And then, of course, the phone number rules are all listed on our website, grnonline.com forward slash cdt. But I'll give you the number as well here in just a little bit. In the second half, it's the after show where we conversate with you about whatever you want to talk about on our live video feed. And again, if you don't want to be on social media, just go to our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Oh, by the way, I'm sending the email out to the CDT insiders tonight, and we are giving away your your uh, research on the birth pains of Our Lady Right? Early Church Fathers and the Birth Pains of Our Lady. That's right. I did a extensive research in response to a lot of Catholics claiming that Our Lady uh, did experience birth pains. And I was like, no way. I, so I did a lot of research and I came up with uh, some results from the Church Fathers, from the saints, from the mystics, from the doctors of the church, and from sacred scripture. So there you go. All right. Praise be to God. Lori says, go crazy. Sleep until eight. <laughs> wow, that's lazy. No, I'm, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. All right, let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now the good news with Janelle Lay. Catholic groups urge action against child pornography in Europe. 
Catholic Charities opens cooling centers amid Pacific Northwest heat wave. Arkansas County Committee passes measure declaring itself pro-life. Marquet program helps students with autism navigate university life. Pro-life bell blessed by Pope Francis tours Poland. From the Catholic News Agency, U.S. Olympian takes her Catholic faith to Tokyo Games. U.S. Olympic gymnast Grace McCallum is bringing both her skills and her Catholic faith to the Tokyo Games in July. McCallum does not travel anywhere without her rosary and a special cross from her grandmother, the Central Minnesota Catholic magazine reported in 2019. At just 18 years old, McCallum is one of six women competing in the Tokyo Summer Olympic Games this year. She will be competing in the team gymnastics event along with Simone Biles, Sunisa Lee, and Jordan Childs. McCallum will be rigorously training in her gym for the upcoming Games. The Olympic Games begin on July 23rd, and the women's gymnastics events begin on July 25th. From the Epic Times, Iowa Supreme Court lets state block government funding for Planned Parenthood sex education program. The Iowa Supreme Court ruled on Wednesday that the state can block companies like Planned Parenthood from providing sex education programs funded by government funds. The 6-to-1 decision upholds a 2019 law passed by the Republican-led state legislature that would block any abortion provider from receiving funds from two federal grants to carry out youth sex education programs. It does not limit Planned Parenthood's ability to offer its own sex education programs. Governor Reynolds said in a statement that the Wednesday ruling was a strong statement in support of the idea that taxpayer dollars should not fund abortion. I am proud to be a pro-life governor who will protect all innocent life, she added. Reported by the Catholic News Agency, Australian Archdiocese to grant 100 grand for pro-life medical research. The Archdiocese of Sydney has once again invited Australian medical researchers to apply for a 100 grand grant for research supporting vulnerable human life. We are committed to a culture of life, including scientific research, that respects human life from conception until natural death, said Archbishop Anthony Fisher, OP, in a June 28th statement. The research can investigate medical treatments on babies in utero, palliative care at any stage of life with a focus on pain management or therapeutic use of adult stem cells. Applicants must exhibit a successful track record and their research must meet the highest international standards of scientific excellence. Catholic moral teachings on human sexuality, family and marriage and end-of-life treatment will be respected, the research application reads. The Archdiocese emphasizes that the research must not involve the destruction of human embryos or the use of tissues, including cells derived from human embryos or aborted babies. The Archbishop called the research grants more important than ever, citing federal and state laws promoting abortion and euthanasia, as well as proposed conscience vote that allow the creation of babies with three genetic parents, or three-person IVF. Applications for the grant are due October 18, 2021, and funds will be made available on January 1, 2022. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm Janelle Lay. God love you and have a good Thursday. The saint of the day is St. Yanipero Serra. He was born on the 24th of November, 1713, at Petra, Spanish Majorca, as Miguel José Serra. He entered the Franciscan University of Palma, Spain at the age of 15 and joined the order at the age of 17. He took the name Yonipero after the friend of St. Francis. He was ordained in 1737 and taught philosophy and theology at the Lulian University. 
1749, Sarah was sent to the missionary territories of the west of North America. A mosquito bite he received early in his trip to the New World left one leg swollen. This and his asthma made walking a painful process for the rest of his life. In 1768, he took over missions in the Mexican province of Lower and Upper California. The missions the Jesuits were forced to abandon by order of King Charles III. A tireless worker, Sarah was largely responsible for the foundation and spread of the church on the west coast of the United States. He founded 21 missions and converted thousands of Native Americans and trained many of them in European methods of agriculture, cattle husbandry, and crafts. He was a dedicated religious and missionary, penitent and austere in all areas of his life. Blessed Nipro Serra is the namesake of the Serra Club, an international Catholic organization dedicated to the promotion of vocations and the support of seminarians and religious novices. Many of the letters and other writings have survived and the diary of his travels to the West was published in the early 20th century. He died on the 28th of August, 1784, of tuberculosis at Mission San Carlos, California, of natural causes. He was beatified on the 23rd of September, 2015, by Pope Francis. Saint Junipero Serra, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. Uh, the gospel today comes to us from Matthew chapter 9, verses 1 through 8. After entering a boat, Jesus made the crossing and came into his own town. And there people brought to him a paralytic lying on a stretcher. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Courage, child, your sins are forgiven. At that, some of the scribes said to themselves, This man is blaspheming. Jesus knew what they were thinking and said, Why do you harbor evil thoughts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise, and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he then said to the paralytic, Rise, pick up your stretcher, and go home. He rose, and he went home. When the crowds saw this, they were struck with awe and glorified God who had given such authority to men. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I loved when I looked through the early church fathers on this. Uh, thanks to verboom.com forward slash GRN for making that super easy. Verboom.com forward slash GRN. Thank you for sponsoring our program. But uh, St. Ambrose and Rabanus and Hillary and many others had so many wonderful insights looking at this passage from a sort of a mystical and an anagogical uh, perspective. It was wonderful. St. Ambrose said this, The healing of the paralytic signifies the future resurrection of the faithful. The paralytic is the Christian whose sins are forgiven and who stands before God as son. When the Lord raises him, he will take up the bed of his body and proceed to his heavenly home with God. Pretty amazing. Praise be to God. What did you find, Adrian? Yeah, so I'm going to take the, you know, the typical approach to this, but the reason why is because Cornelius Lapide says something here that I had never heard before, and I was like, wow, this is a really cool description. What he says here is like the obvious thing. Yes, of course, he, saying uh, someone is forgiven, that's obviously easier because I can just say, hey, Joe, you're forgiven of your sins. Of course, I can actually have the power to do it, but I can say it. No problem. It's easy. No problem. But it's difficult to say to someone to walk because you can see manifestly that when you tell someone a paralytic to walk and he does not walk, it is manifestly not true what you just said. It's not true that you have the power to do so. 
So obviously that's true. But Knorris Lapide here, he says that it is per se more difficult to forgive sins than to heal a paralytic person because our Lord is the only person that has the authority to forgive sins. Because whenever you sin against someone, that person is the only one that can forgive you. So if I steal Joe's uh, TV and I go and run off with it and I'm like, oh, you know, I feel really bad. And I turn to Janelle and say, hey, Janelle, I'm really sorry for stealing Joe's TV. Janelle can't forgive me because she did, I didn't wrong her. I wronged Joe. So I have to repent to Joe. But so whenever we commit sin against God, only God can forgive us. And that's why it's so important. And that's why it's such a big deal. Here's the thing that Corinne Salapide says real quick. He says that whenever you sin, you are the furthest away from God than even nothingness. It is easier to create from nothing than it is to forgive your sins because that's how far away you are from God whenever you commit mortal sin. All right, praise be to God. It is time to play our game, Fear and Trembling, the Catholic Trivia Game Show where prizes are involved and you could win the rugged rosary we're giving out this week, a $40 value on that. You need to call right now to be the contestant at 877-757-9424. You do not need to know the answers to the questions to still win. It's that much fun at 877-757. 9424. Call now. Be our first caller, and you get to be the contestant, possibly win the rugged rosary at 877-757-9424. We're going to go to break. We're going to come back. We're going to play Fear and Trembling. Praise be to God. Three more chances to win that rugged rosary. Sponsor of our game show this week. That phone number is 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. We'll be right back. happy without God? Atheists say yes, we Christians say yes, but only to a certain extent. What's our reason? There are some natural human desires that can be satisfied without living for God. The desire for sensory pleasure, success, and loving relationships. There are certain desires, however, that can't be satisfied without God. For example, we don't just desire some love, we desire infinite love, love without limit. This is manifest when we get frustrated with imperfect manifestations of it. The same is true for knowledge, justice, and beauty. Since God alone is infinite in these perfections, only He can satisfy our desires for them. Therefore, to borrow from St. Augustine, without God, our hearts would be forever restless. And my friends, a restless heart is an unhappy heart. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. There will come a day when each of us will be asked to review the movie of our life and give an account to God. We will sorrowfully relive the bad times and joyfully revisit the good. Thankfully, no matter what you've done, there is hope. Since Jesus came not to condemn the world, but to save it. So if you've been away from church for a while, we invite you to come home and find the peace that only comes from God. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. (laughs) The Catholic trivia game show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling, the Catholic Trivia Game Show where we have a secret and hidden 
agenda. And please do me a favor and do not share this information publicly with anybody, but keep this just between us. There are a few things we like to do during the trivia game show. Number one, we like to teach the faith. So we look for teachable moments in the questions, and you always learn something you probably did not know before, and praise be to God for that. And then, of course, we like to have a good time while we're doing that, and our guests, our our contestants, they tend to be a lot of fun, laughing straight along with us, and we love that part. And then, of course, we give out prizes, making it kind of a winner for everybody involved. Um, But here's the catch. If you're just joining us and you've never heard this or seen this before, well, here's the deal. I have have three Catholic trivia questions in my hand. They are official. I'm showing the camera for those watching. And uh, I don't ask the caller these questions. Mm -mm. Instead, what I do is I'll ask Janelle and I'll ask Adrian, and one of them will be right and the other will be wrong. The caller will have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision. Who do they trust more, Janelle or Adrian? And then every right answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. Janelle, what could they win? You can win an Our Lady of Guadalupe rosary at a value of $40, but for this week, if you win, it'll be free. Um, I would like to say a mea culpa, mea culpa, mea culpa. Okay. Um, I had a call mm-hmm. from someone named mm-hmm. Diego, and uh, I said bye-bye as I was going to connect him to the radio side, and I think he um, took it as a ha- – he hung up as, like I guess, like a oh, reflex. No. And so well, I'm so sorry. Call, please call in next time if you tomorrow, are able. Call back yes, tomorrow, Diego. Call in tomorrow. And maybe call, call, call in home. early. Call in early tomorrow, Diego, and maybe you'll get to be the contestant. Uh, but we did have a bunch of calls come in, and yes. we're very grateful to, the, to, to you for doing that. So praise be to God. Uh, let's go ahead and go to the phones here. Uh, good morning to you, Cher. Good morning. Praise be to God. Is this the Sonny and Cher? What, I mean, who are we talking to here? I've never met a well, person named Cher before. To, you're not talking to the older Cher. You're talking to the younger Cher. <laughs> 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 uh, praise be, you've not heard that before, I'm sure. In your entire life, oh, no never. one has brought that up to you but me. You know, I think since I was in second grade, probably, <laughs> there was a sunny in my class, believe it or oh, not. Oh, really? Oh, no, no. Oh, my gosh. The shyest kid in the school, I bet. That's so funny. <laughs> he was funny. in my class, so it was terrible for him. Well, oh, poor kid. <clears> well, was... praise be to God, Shara. We're glad you're on the show today. Now, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Waxahachie, Texas. Waxahachie, Texas. I got to say, that's probably the first contestant from Waxahachie. I I, got to agree with you. Yeah. And where do you go to church here? I listen all the time. I go to, I actually go to church in Ennis and at St. John the Pomacene. Ooh, there's a giant Bucky's in Ennis, Texas. Yes, there is. Not far from the church. (laughs) I'm hearing a (laughs) road trip. (laughs) There's a a CDT road trip necessary. I I love Bucky's. I haven't haven't stopped into that one. (laughs) <laughs> there's also, <laughs> a, by the way, there's also a giant Bucky's just around the corner from uh, EWTN in Alabama. So Bucky's is spreading wow. Wow. nationally. Praise be to God. All right, we are ready to play. You said you listen all the time. You know the rules. You know how the game is played, Cher? I do know how the game is played. I'm going to listen for Janelle and Adrian, and okay. I'm going to pick one of them that are, okay. has the smartest answer. Now, <laughs> awesome. Just between us, Cher. Awesome. Just between us. Yeah. They are tricky. You got to listen carefully. I know okay. Uh, I, however, am on your carefully. side and I'm here to get you in the cup. Are you ready to play? Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. Janelle, we will start with you, as is our custom. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you sure? Yes, I am. Are you sure? I'm ready. Janelle, can you tell me what sins does baptism take away? What sins does baptism take away? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to say it takes away original sin. Okay. And also actual sin if 
there aren't any. Really? And all the punishment do them. Wow. Yes. It's kind of like a big deal. That's, uh, that's a huge deal. Whew. Yes. I wonder what Adrian's going to say. Adrian, can you tell me what sins does baptism take away? Yeah, that seems like a... But Janelle seems like she's biting off more than she can chew. I'm going to say just mortal sin. Just original sin. Just original sin. That's all? Yep. I mean, it's kind of a big deal. I mean, you get rid of original sin. Kind of a big deal. And it enters you into the Christian life. I'm going to say it takes away original sin. Janelle's offering more. I mean, it's mm. all you're going to give me is original sin? Yep, yep. An oh. entrance into the Christian life. I mean, that's kind of uh-huh. a big deal. Okay, okay. Mm. So Adrian is on the hook for original sin. And Miss Janelle is on the hook for original sin plus actual sin plus any punishments that are due to those sins. It's a plus, plus, plus package for Janelle. 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Share. What say you? Adrian's right. <laughs> are you sure? I feel like I warned you about his trickiness. Oh, um, because you can be baptized when you're older, and if you have any sin whatsoever, it takes it away. Yeah, Constantine it. would be a good example of this, waiting till his deathbed to be baptized <clears throat> so he could go yes. straight, skip past purgatory, go yep. straight into heaven. He got to collect $200. $200 bucks along the wow. way. Now, he, he, yeah, so it does take away original sin, also actual mm-hmm. sin, and if there be any punishments due to sin. So That's there's, awesome. It's kind of a big deal, baptism. It's kind yep, of a big yeah. deal. Kind of the ontological change within the person. At any rate, wow. uh, praise be to God. There's two more chances. Do not fret, share. We're okay. going to get you into that cup. And I got to say, this next question, maybe it's not well known, but I don't think it's all that hard either. We'll have to just see how, oh, how the team <laughs> goes here. All right, here we go. Back to Adrian. Adrian, can you tell me? In what city... Is the true crown of thorns preserved today? Yes. That was up until the fire at Notre Dame in Paris. Mm. Mm. Miss mm. um, Janelle, can you tell me in what city is the true crown of thorns preserved today? I'm going to go with Vatican City for the Rome, really? Italy. Really? Yeah. Every, mm-hmm. A lot of relics are there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There's at least seven. Yeah. And just at least seven. Okay. So uh, Adrian's on the hook for Paris in Notre Dame. And Janelle's on the hook for Vatican City. 15 seconds on the clock. Miss Cher, what do you say? Oh, gosh. Adrian. I don't know this one. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> I'm in fear allergies. and trembling allergies. right now. Um, Adrian. Let's go for... Me, let's go for... Oh, let's go for Vatican City. Hey, so I heard Paris. Paris. Did you hear Paris? I heard Paris. Yeah, did you hear Paris? I did. Survey <laughs> okay, says. Paris. <laughs> it's in uh, Paris. Oh, it, oh, ten, it, it, <laughs> uh, it's in Paris. Share congratulations. Well done. I Joe heard, rejected Joe. my opportunity to hit the buzzer. <laughs> It, in fact, is in Paris. And that one of the cool stories is when the Notre Dame was burning, when the roof was burning, a priest uh-huh. uh, heroically went into the uh, into Notre Dame to recover the relic of the true cross. And the Eucharist. And the Holy Eucharist. Mm-hmm. It was an incredible wow. story. So uh, praise be to God. You're in the cup. Do not fret. <laughs> one more chance to double your chances at the prize share. It's going to be a lot of fun. This one, This one, I have to say, is probably the easiest out of all of them. And we'll see how it goes. Janelle, uh, are you ready? Can you tell me? Uh, okay. 
What was the act by which Mary was preserved from original sin? Mm, okay, from original sin. From original sin. Okay, well, she wasn't baptized, uh, or was she? Hmm. Mm. I'm going to go with the Immaculate Conception. The Immaculate Conception. Mm, yes, okay, okay. the Immaculate okay. Conception preserved Mary from original sin. Uh, Adrian, can you tell me what was the act by which Mary was preserved from original sin? Yeah, that would be the assumption of Mary into heaven. She was <laughs> preserved from original sin by being assumed into heaven. See, si, Senor. That's your answer. That's my answer. Hmm, okay. So, uh, Cher, Adrian is on the hook for. She was taken out of this world by assumption into heaven to preserve her from original sin. And Janelle's on the hook for the Immaculate Conception, the moment of her very con- conception in her mother's womb. 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Share what say you. This time, I think I'm right. It is Janelle, the Immaculate Conception. Survey says... Yes, of course. <laughs> Congratulations, Cher. Yeah, you got that one. Yeah, Praise yeah. be to God. You're in the cup twice. How do you feel? I feel good. You I'm a little to. disappointed. Why? But, you know. It's fun. Oh, because I should have thought of that baptism, <laughs> and then I would have had this beautiful rosary. <laughs> well, you still might. You're in the cup twice. This I mean, all we, providential. We've had uh, plenty of winners that have only been in there once. So uh, your chances okay. are very good. And I would say everyone this week has only gotten in twice. Yeah, so like two out of oh. eight chance right now. So pretty good, Cher. God love you and God bless you. We're grateful for your uh, being on our show today and being such a good sport with us. We we love that. We're going to put you on hold so we can get your phone number in case it's God's will. But have a great day. Thank you and God bless you guys. God bless you too. All right. That is going to do it for the radio side of our program. That's always a lot of fun, hanging out with the callers and the listeners and, and playing the game. We always learn something. We always have a good time. We enjoy that. But if you're going to go to Holy Mass today, please do us a favor and keep us in your prayers. We'd be grateful for you to pray for us. We are praying for you, of course. If you can hang out with us in the after show, please do so. We're going to have a great conversation with you. You drive that conversation. Whatever you want to talk about is on the agenda. You can hang out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or just on our website, grnonline.com forward slash cdt. That's grnonline.com forward slash cdt. God love you. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Praise be to God. Welcome to the after show of Catholic Drive Time, where we conversate with you about whatever you'd like, a little bit more casually than we do on the radio side of our program every day. Praise be to God. Um... Always a lot of fun, the, the game show. I enjoy that. I enjoy hanging out with the listeners and, and having fun with it and learning some new things. And, and I think our listeners do too. So we're very grateful to all those that call in and be a part of our program. If you are new here, please let us know. Uh, we like new commenters. We like to lavish some love on new commenters. Um, so just tell us where you're from, how long you've been listening, anything like that would be wonderful to know. Praise be to Jesus. If you have commented, uh, we just got a brand new comment over on our live feed on our website. Praise be to Jesus. Um, so 
The Patrick asks, what is the name of this morning's guest? And does he have a website? The answer to your question, Patrick, first and foremost, is you're a brand new commenter as far as I can tell. Are you a brand new commenter, Patrick? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. God love you. Yes. Amen. Thank you for commenting on our show today. We're very grateful to you. But uh, his name is James Bascom. James Bascom. He is with the American Society for the Defense of Tradition, Family, and Property. And I'm going to post a, a link to one of his articles on this subject in the comments on our webpage at grnonline.com forward slash cdt so that you can uh, see it for yourself. That's his article that we were discussing this morning on the show. Um, so thank you, Patrick, for commenting for the and first time. if you time. watch his video later today that's posted onto YouTube or Facebook or uh, Rumble, I will have uh, the link to all his articles there. Yeah. Amen. Game show is fun. Praise be to Jesus. Now, why am I seeing Jesus Robles under a different name on Facebook? Is he trying to get a first-time commenter, uh, a sounder? I think he's... I think he has like 10 accounts or something. What? What? He just like switches through them. I have no idea why he's... <laughs> good morning to you, Jesus. Buddy, good morning to you. Sonia, good morning to you. Praise be to God. Ubi, it's good to see you back. Of course, Patty was here. Praise be to Jesus. Josh Knoll and Lori and Gloria... Good morning to you. Luz, good morning to you. Praise be to God. Maureen and Don, good morning to you. Praise be to Jesus. It's good to see you guys here. Joaquin and Nicola. Jesus Robles, our friend of the show, of course. Maybe that's Jesus' wife. Must be. I don't know. Is it? Well, then she's a first-time commenter. She would be a first-time commenter. If that's true. If that's true. She would be a first-time commenter. In which case, you know, she deserves it. You got to give it to her. If God don't do that's it, not what I was thinking about. Oh, that's not, that's not what you're referring she to. She says, uh, she's confirming, in fact, she is. Ah, there we go. It's his, okay. Yes, Praise amen. Praise be to God. Amen. Well, I saw his face in your picture, so I, I and apologize. The I apologize. <laughs> Praise Thank, be to God. Yeah, thanks for hanging out with us today. Praise be to Jesus. We love Jesus Robles on the program. Um, yeah, he's such a blessing to us. Jeff Burrier and Christopher Velasquez and Mike Kay and Dan Vicaro and Tammy. Praise be to God. Good morning to you. St. Teresa of Avila hanging out from the house today. Mike Kay, good morning. Praise be to Jesus. Uh, great conversation going on on the, uh, on the YouTube side this morning. Let's see who else is here. Mr. Thomas Anderson, good morning to you. Praise be to Jesus. Good very, to see you Very back. important. Very important. Dan, and uh, I'm trying to go through. Hold on. Angelo Bustamane. Uh, good morning to you. Praise be to Jesus. Eric Rodriguez. Good morning to you. Christopher Velasquez. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Susan, our uh, other friend from Massachusetts. Good morning to you. Praise be to Jesus. Good to see you here. What's important? Mrs. Robles had something very important to say. She said uh, that. What? Oh, my. It's a very good point. It's sweet and all that he's your friend, but he's also your husband. Just saying. Well, they should, saying. should it not be both? <laughs> Well, yeah, sure. Why not? Awesome. Uh, Praise be to God. She said, pray for us. We are on the road headed to Rio Frio. Wow. Ooh. Praise be to God. We are going to pray for you. Awesome. Float, Amen. Floating down that river. <laughs> Praise be to Jesus. That's awesome. It'll wow. be a good nice because it's so hot outside. What is everybody doing for Fourth of July weekend? I'd like to know. Let us know. Uh, what is on your agenda for Fourth of July weekend? Anna uh, asked, if you're baptized just before death... Do you have any merit in heaven? I'm going to say no, not really. Uh, you do not because in heaven, like there, there's hierarchies in heaven. And so whenever you 
if you if you make it to heaven, you made it to heaven. Praise be to God. You will be fulfilled. Everything will be good for you. Praise be to Jesus Christ. But people who are uh, holier in their lives will have a greater place in heaven. And so Our Lady, for instance, she has the highest place in heaven, and she was definitely baptized. Uh, but she um, by John the, uh, by Saint John uh, actually, and he and so she'd have the highest place in heaven. Other saints, like the doctors of the church, have a high place in heaven. The martyrs have a higher place in heaven. And then some of us who make it by the skin of our teeth will have a lower place in heaven. And those who have deathbed conversions Mm -hmm. will still make it to heaven, but they won't be up in the high ranks of heaven unless they're like martyrs. Um, So there's a a hierarchy in heaven. Guess who's at the top? Mary. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that going to be an amazing sight to, to behold? Oh, yeah. It's going to be amazing. I can't imagine, you know, if you go back to Exodus chapter 24 and Moses, the three and uh, the 12 and the 72 all went up the mountain for a, a feast with the Lord. And the, the vision that they saw described even in Exodus was pretty darned amazing. Can imagine what it would, it's actually going to look like. <sighs> the mind is blown. Uh, Buddy Canaan asks this great question. He says, why is there so much confusion over the Eucharist? If one is in mortal sin, one should not consume the body of Christ. If the Holy Mother Church allows people in mortal sin to consume the body of Christ, the church fails the people. It is allowing people to not only compound mortal sin, but it is saying to the sinner, the church approves your sin. And by not going to confession, condemning that person to hell. Why is the Pope not replacing priests and bishops with true God-fearing Catholics that uphold the Catholic Church teaching? Well, I think the simple answer is politics, buddy. (laughs) Politics. Politics. Politics in the church, politics out of the church. And playing politics is the ugly side of of the reality of the the body of Christ here on earth. Um, Of course, the church teaches, and the church, they're not going to, they can't change the church's teaching, but they can play politics. You know, this is one of the points, I was listening to Michael Lofton the other day, Yesterday, as in, in fact, and he was commenting on the Pope's letter, seemingly endorsing James Martin's mission, his 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 work in the LGBTQ community. And one of the things Michael Lofton said. Now we've had Michael Lofton on several times. Now he's a great friend of the show. A reason of theology is his podcast. Really enjoy listening to him. And he was saying, you know, James Martin smart, Father James Martin smart. He, he avoids outright heresies. He plays more nefarious than that. He, uh, it's a shell game in some ways, and it's more destructive. A straight-up heresy would be easier to deal with and to see, and, but it's the more nefarious activities where you're just sort of implying, playing loosey-goosey, beating around the bush, you know, uh, playing fast and loose kind of thing within the rules, so to speak. That becomes more nefarious and more destructive within the church. You know, I, people always say that, but at the same time, he's said things like he can't wait for the day whenever, uh, let me get the actual quote, I hope in 10 years you will be able to kiss your partner in church. Yeah, which is horrible. And like, that's, that's pretty, that's sacrilegious. That's yeah. straight up sacrilegious. Mm-hmm. And he says things like that constantly. And I mean, sure, he may in his uh, theological works, but he says things off the cuff all the time that could be at least construed as material heresy. Um, 
So I don't know. Well, it's yeah, I don't disagree with you. At the same time, we don't get to be the judges of right, that. Right, but, but no one's, the it, point that I'm trying to make is no matter what they do, and by they I mean anyone who who is living and breathing within the church, but somehow hates the church and what she teaches and the patrimony of the church. Um, they they can try as they might. They're never going to destroy Holy Mother Church. Um, they can try as they might to to suppress. Uh, the church and her tradition, her teaching, her patrimony, but they're never going to be fully successful. They're only allowed, like all, like demons, they're only allowed to do that which God allows in order to bring about a greater good. So the more suppression, the more crazy, the more uh, the Lord is reaching those that he wishes to reach in order to bring them to a, a deeper and fuller relationship with himself. And, um, you know, like for instance, this what we see coming out of the Vatican, what seems to be um, an effort to suppress the traditional form of the Mass, I mean, good luck. I mean, good luck. I mean, there you, you can, I guess you can do that, I suppose. You, you have the, the authority and the power. However, good luck. You're not going to suppress the traditional form of the Mass. Um, I think you're going to drive some people to it, ultimately. I think there's going to be more people. That we've already seen a, a trend uh, we've discussed it during this program with various guests. There's a trend of people going to the traditional forms of the Mass um, who didn't see themselves. I myself never thought I was going to you know, go to the traditional form of the Mass. Um, but you get driven there. And when you, when, you, when you arrive and you begin to learn and you begin to study, you begin to see the liturgy from a new perspective, you, it grows on you and you begin to love it. And then you start to realize about the patrimony of the Church and how it's a great gift. Well... If they try to suppress that, good luck. You're only going to press press people towards it, and you're only going to further divide the body of Christ rather than unite the body of Christ. And I think that's uh, the tragedy um, that we're going to be suffering. But ultimately, God brings about greater goods from all of this. And so, why does why do bishops, priests, or whatever allow uh, sort of the the communion for public uh, for very public Catholics who reject church teaching? Politics, politics, the earth. Uh, you know the the. Uh, the flesh, the devil, the materialism. This is all the letter of James tells us we, we must reject these things. We must. But politics and human frailty and sin are at the heart of all of that. Mr. Thomas says, is anyone spending money on fireworks? My boss said his neighbor spends 30000 every year on what? 4th of July. What? Holy wow. moly. That Thirty grand for fireworks. An amazing firework display. I I do buy fireworks. I don't spend thirty thousand a year on fireworks, but I do spend wow. probably two hundred dollars on fireworks a year. A uh, hundred dollars for Fourth of July and hundred dollars for New Year's. Uh, I love fireworks. Fireworks are awesome. Uh, Jeff Burr and the family says fireworks at the Bulverde celebration. Yeah, I love fireworks. I think it's amazing. Uh, David L. said, Thomas, there are some towns that don't spend 30000 on fireworks. LOL. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, that 30000 is a lot of money to spend oh, on fireworks. You, imagine? You, know who, you know who else? What famous person? I doubt that either one of you will get this answer correctly. But there might be some people in the audience as old as me or older. What famous uh, musician, singer, actor... Would do, would, he used to do this every year. He's no longer alive. He's been dead a long time. But he would spend thousands and thousands of dollars every year on, uh, for fireworks. Any ideas? Mm. Any ideas? Mm, no. No clue. 
No idea. Not even a guess. Elvis Presley. Really? Elvis Presley Presley loved fireworks. I would not have guessed. He would buy massive stockpiles of fireworks, and they would have firework battles, him and his friends, and they would shoot each other with fireworks. Oh, I've done that. (laughs) Like the cannonballs and such? With the uh, Roman candles, yeah. Yeah, the Roman candles. Crazy. Crazy. I I shot myself in the face with one on accident. I held it upside down. It was the first time I ever used a Roman candle on my own. My dad usually would help me and show me how to use it. And I was trying to do it on my own. I had it upside down. I lit it and it shot me right in the face from like this far away. It was like that far away. Less than right smart, I would say. That was a good time. It's less than smart. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, there's smart. And then just underneath that was shooting yourself in the face with a Roman candle. It happens. It'd be like that. <laughs> it happens? Does it happen? I don't know that it happens. It happened to me. So it <laughs> it's because you pointed it at yourself. It'd be like that. <laughs> I, I, as a kid, I remember like trying to light black cats, and they would go off in my hand. And man, did that sting and hurt for a long time. That was so painful. Oh, yeah. I remember the M80s. Yeah, we still use those. You don't want to let that thing go off in you, your hand. I, you probably we, use uh, a finger. We put them in... Um, and uh, and the uh, and water bottles because they're waterproof, and so they we light them and we throw them into buckets of water and stuff like that to see the water go everywhere. Yeah, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Buddy brings up a good point. He says he's got dogs, no fireworks. You know, our dogs go crazy for the fireworks. I mean, it's going to be nothing but barking until like two in the morning at our house because of all the fireworks in the neighborhood. And the dogs just go crazy. What happened there? How did that happen? I don't know. But he also asks, when was that song made? Looks like in the 70s or 80s. The record, Joe played it, I mean. It was a total thumb accident. I wasn't trying to play it. But when was that uh, well, that, song, that video made? The, I have the, no the, the video idea. Of, of corruption. Gotta be 80s. The video of, of degradation. Maureen says, I played Jesus, a, a friend of mine, video for my two-year-old grandson yesterday. What? And he couldn't stop watching it. Oh, no! Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome, Whoa. grandson. Whoa. Another one bites the dust. Whoa. Another uh, no. one bites the dust. It, no. Another one, another one, another one, another one, another one bites the dust. Oh, Maureen, I'm so mm. sorry. We need to cleanse our ears. Oh. Well, you know, um, to balance this, okay, uh, Joaquin, uh, in his incredible uh, intellectual capacity, his astute awareness, his, uh, his brilliant insight, I would say, ha- has asked for and requested the horns of the apocalypse. You know, the ho- this show started out with welcoming brand new commenters with the horns. Somehow we got into hallelujahs. And then after that, it was Jesus is a friend of mine mania. And the horns. Jesus is a friend of mine came before that, actually. Um, the horns. I think the horns came in response. I, but back then I was doing the horns with manually. Yes, I was having to do my own set of horns, but uh, we got a button eventually. Praise be to God. I'm sorry to hear about uh, Maureen about your 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 grandson. That's just tragic. Uh, hopefully, you'll get some counseling for them. And it'll all work <laughs> out. M eighties or a piece of dynamite. M eighties. <laughs> it is. Would, a, it's a little piece of it, dynamite. It is technically, yeah, technically, it's a tiny piece of dy- dynamite, but it's fun, you know. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, good good times. I like good it. Times. Uh, praise be. Joe, we voted, remember? Yeah. <laughs> Did we vote for, for which song was being played? And I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I want to recount. I want an audit I of recount. that vote. <laughs> I, I think there was some ballot we, stuffing. No, 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 no. 
Definitely not. There was a. It is nothing. You cannot question this election. <laughs> what? What? There's some poll fraud there. I feel like I feel no like my voice fraud. is not being heard. There's no such thing as poll fraud. There's, there's no. It's impossible. It's impossible to cheat on elections of any kind. Uh-huh. Impossible. Okay. Impossible. Joe has to find himself. <laughs> Eric Rodriguez. Jesus es un amigo mío. Someone needs to make a Spanish version of Jesus is a friend of mine. Uh, do you, uh, you have brought the idea to the table. Adrian, what do we say about people who bring ideas to the table? You got to do it. You got to do it. So, Eric, record you yourself singing Jesus is a friend of mine in Espanol. Send it to us. We'll put it on a button. How about that? <laughs> Susan said, use M80s for woodchucks. ¿Qué pasó? <laughs> Explain. I want to know how I can use M80s for woodchucks. What does that mean? And will it make a good explosion? Because then, yes. Mm. Yes, I will. M80s are pretty serious. Sounds Could like be, fun. Not to be messed with. <clears throat> Sounds like fun. Amen. Uh, Mike K says he's going to spend the weekend with his brother, Bob, in Tennessee. And he is the eldest of six. He is number three. Praise be to God. Uh, Jeff says that... He said, Jonah asked to light the fireworks with me in the backyard, but is still a bit scared. I just spent $32 on fireworks this year, and it's so much fun for Jonah, Dominic, Sienna, and Genevieve. I agree. I loved fireworks. My whole family, we love fireworks. My cousins, we'd all come over for 4th of July. It's so much fun. And in one year, a friend of mine who um, his dad has is fairly wealthy, he decided to come over because he loves fireworks too, and he heard we were popping fireworks, and he brought a trunk full of fireworks, like a ton of probably spent like, I don't know, a couple hundred dollars, maybe seven, eight hundred dollars on fireworks. We came in, we had all these like these uh, Roman candles. We had um, bottle rockets. We had those cakes that shoot a bunch of them into the air. It was amazing. I was, oh, it was the coolest, coolest. Uh, I think it was New Year's that year for that for that celebration. It was so much fun. I love fireworks. It's It's the best. My kids ask every year, can we get fireworks, Dad? Can we get fireworks? And, like, I, I, I don't go buy fireworks. I don't go buy them. My family doesn't buy fireworks either. We, we prefer to watch other people. <laughs> exactly. One year, I think it was the year before last, uh, the neighbors right across the street, they were renting the house right across the street from us. They must have spent a fortune. They had these massive fireworks that would you'd only see at, like, town festivals. You know, they were just... They would shoot up to the sky and fill the whole sky. They were, it must have cost a fortune. All we had to do was sit there and watch them fire it. Now my kids are like, but I want to light one. So we did, we, we like either their, bro, their older brother or I think one neighbor gave us a bunch of stuff, but I, I haven't had to purchase fireworks and I can't remember the last time I ever did. It's been a long time. But besides like spending like a fortune on fireworks, there's also, uh, that's also like the busiest day for ERs and for hospitals. Really? Yes. Uh, Oh, yeah. I did not know that. Mm-hmm, it People is. I, I uh, shadowed at a, a hospital nearby, and they said that uh, we sh- we uh, took a tour in the ER, and they said that the busiest day was on the 4th of July and New Year's Eve. So yep. Wow. <laughs> yeah, a lot of drunk drivers and oh. a lot of fires. My dad talks mm-hmm. about how Lots he, of makes, firework injuries. he makes a lot of fires on 4th of July and New Year's, which, obviously. Which reminds me of another time. Uh, you know what also happens in a lot of uh, inner city neighborhoods? Is gunfire into the air? Oh, those, oh yeah, that's dumb. Those bullets come down. Yeah, they have to come down somewhere. They don't. People don't understand physics. And uh, <laughs> you know, we've had people in our neighborhood actually post photos of other bullets coming through windows. Really? And, wow. Yeah, and it happens. Um, 
It's crazy, but people do it all the time every year. I thought people stopped doing that already. Do not shoot your guns into the air and think that uh, you're not harming anybody. It's possible to still kill people, let alone uh, maim them or, or property damage or whatever. You know, fireworks are one thing. Uh, guns completely different. Don't be shooting in the air. Bad idea. Yeah, Bad I thought idea. people stop doing that. That's horrible. Yeah. I agree with Mike K here. Mike K says uh, that Eric's uh, voice, which sounds apparently like nails on a chalkboard or cats crazy meowing, it would be the perfect voice to sing Jesus is a friend of mine in Espanol. <laughs> I agree with you, Mike, and uh, we're all waiting for uh, Eric to record that and send it to us. We'll put it on a button. <clears throat> Here's the thing I learned, Eric. Don't have ideas. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I, I learned that. I love your ideas. Keep bringing them. Keep I, bringing them. Add to the to-do list. That's all I'm saying. It's gravity. Yes. Gravity is hard. Gravity 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 is is hard. Terrible. It's always keeping me down. (laughs) 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 What a bump. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, you know what that means, right? No. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It means uh, we may may just have to go. uh, You know, I tell you what often gets overlooked. Garden fences. What's a garden fence? Uh, what? I don't know. That joke didn't really work. <laughs> How many tickles does it take to tickle an octopus? How many tickles? Ten tickles. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Adrian's not, not as impressed. Uh, it's only a murder of cows if there's probable cows. No, it's only a murderable. Hold on, let me read this over. It's only a murder of crows if there's probable cause. Like as in, caw, caw. Oh. I get it. I get it. Hilarious. Have you heard of, um, ever heard of Catholic pickup lines? Uh, I have. You I have? have? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's one you know? I don't. I don't, you pick don't? Up. I don't do pickup. I'm married <laughs> with six kids and two <laughs> grandkids. There's no picking up. We don't do that at my place. So I've heard of them, but I don't know them. <clears throat> Apparently you do, though. I do. Know? I do I do know a few. I haven't used them on anyone yet. Um, <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Awkward. <laughs> um, uh, here's one. It's, um, if I had a Hail Mary for every time I thought of you, I'd have a glorious mystery. <laughs> uh, it's, like, um, it's like, hey, I'd love to spend decades with you. <laughs> Get, it? The- Get it? Get <laughs> it? Decades as a rosary. Um, or, um, hey, I was reading uh, the book of Numbers and realized I don't have yours. <laughs> that was a good one. Oh, like man. One. There's a lot of cringy ones, though, so try to uh, try to avoid them at all costs. Oh, you see what Joaquin just said on uh, Facebook? He said uh, two years ago he lit a mortar shell, and he was walking away, and the tube fell over, and the shot and it shot right over to Ooh. their neighbor. Who were also lighting their fireworks? <laughs> That's happened to me a couple That's times. Awkward. That's happened to me more than once. More I've than also once. had oh, I had a really bad time because here's the problem: fireworks sometimes are really cheap, so you really got to be very careful. And we try to bolt when we light them. Um, you know, sometimes it's cool to you know to walk away and be like, yeah, I'm not doing this, whatever. I'm going to walk away. But honestly, get get in safety because uh, we've had several times where the bottle rocket, um, whenever it's supposed to go out of the tube. It didn't go out. Instead, it just blew up right there and on you're the street. Like, and you're like, do I go over there? Moly. Like, what no, do I do with it? No, thing? it actually exploded. Oh, and it exploded, exploded in the in the canister, and it I just like it. It blew up right there. 
uh, all the light, everything was right there on the sidewalk. A That's huge crazy. black spot on the on the uh, sidewalk or on the uh, street. Um, everybody was like ducking for uh, for cover. It's crazy. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Wow. You know, sometimes I tuck my knees into my chest and lean forward, but that's just how I roll. <laughs> oh, Adrian is not impressed. He's not impressed. He is not impressed. Come on, man. He's sleeping over there? Yeah, clearly sleeping over there. Oh, uh, uh, well, on, I can't wait till Friday. Do we, who do we, what interviews are we going to play on Friday? <gasps> or Monday, rather. Monday. Forgive me, Monday. Monday's oh, our Monday. day off. So we won't be here on Monday. We're going to be sleeping in to at least 7, 7.30 in the morning. At least. At le- I mean, it's going to be so incredibly awesome to, to sleep in that day. Um, but who are we going to play on the show? I uh, haven't decided yet. I'm going to look through, see what was, what's are some of our more popular interviews, and I might replay those unless uh, people have suggestions of like, you know, this is an interview I really liked and I didn't get to hear all of it or something like that, you know. So I'm open to suggestions, but I'm going to look through and see what our most popular interviews were and probably play those. Probably two or three, depending um, which ones we play. For like, for instance, if we play... Um, the our interview with uh, Paul Kingore that was a hour long interview so we could play that one through the whole show just one interview yeah uh, but more likely we'll probably play three short interviews mm-hmm. that'll be good yeah. that'll be a jam packed show actually praise be to God um, but I'm sure there's uh, people are already going on vacation I mean the Robleses are already on their way to vacation so who knows uh, tomorrow on the program we are going to be speaking with Kendra Tierney. Now, uh, this is somebody – we have two great guests tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Uh, how many people remember Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch? Raise your hand. Marky Mark and the Funky, Funky Bunch. Mark Wahlberg. You might remember Mark Wahlberg, actor, Catholic. Everybody, everybody always likes to uh, share Mark Wahlberg's uh, comments about the Catholic faith. Um, well, his brother uh, – one of his brothers, actually, is going to be on our program tomorrow, Jim Wahlberg, uh, to talk about his conversion – and, you know, his drug addiction, his time in jail, and his conversion. Jim Wahlberg is going to be our guest tomorrow in the What's Concerning Us section of the first hour. That's going to be exciting. Praise be to God. And then Kendra Tierney is going to be our guest to talk about liturgical living. Um, the Von Trapp family, you know, Sound of Music, well, they were the real deal. They were like um, – they. she really did live the Catholic faith. Very well, twenty four seven, you know, three sixty five. They lived the liturgical calendar. There's a book that came out. Sophie Institute Press republished it, um, written by Maria von Trapp, and I got a copy of it a couple years ago. And uh, it's just amazing. My my wife and my kids, my older daughter Mary Elizabeth in particular, loves loves that book. And then so when they poked through this and they were sharing these tidbits about what Maria von Trapp was doing to bring the Catholic faith alive in her own family. I, w- I was so impressed. It's just so impressive when Catholic parents, um, you know, incorporate the faith into the family on a daily basis. My wife is trying to do this uh, more than I am even. And so we wanted to have a conversation around families that do that and uh, to really uh, sort of explore that. And so Kendra Tierney is going to be our guest. Now, how did you find the Adrian? Yeah, so they were actually uh, reaching out to Dave Palmer to be on uh, his show. I guess they didn't hear word that um, the GR in a live show was n- n- uh, no longer in existence. 
And so he uh, connected them with me, and they were like, yeah, we, the book was inspired by the, the Von Tropp family book. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'm intrigued because uh, Joe told me months ago that he wanted a guest to talk about, you know, living liturgically. And uh, and he was like, I want someone that's like that can be kind of like the Von Tropp family thing. Of course, we can't talk to the Von Tropps because they're not here anymore. They're dead. And well, so, well, they're, they're, the, the kids are. Yes, the kids still, yeah. Exactly. But the but the mother is no longer with us. She's uh, elsewhere, probably in heaven. I suppose. Um, though I don't know. Anyway, yeah. she, um, so I said that and I was like, oh, well, Joe was looking for someone like that. And I had looked around and I didn't find anything that was, that was very good. Um, I didn't find anything great. And she was like, yeah, but this one is, was inspired by the Von Tropp family. And, um, and then they, she's done a couple of books on a similar topic, but this one is kind of like, her main book that she has written now. I was like, okay, well, this might be it. So I listened to a couple of her interviews, and it seems fairly interesting. So uh, we'll find out. All right. Praise be to God. By the way, what do you get if you put a duck Uh in a cement mixer? What do you get if you put a duck in a cement mixer? What do you get? Quacks in the pavement. (laughs) It's a true story. Um, Praise be to God. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We're very grateful to you. Uh, we're going to have a great show tomorrow. Jim Wahlberg from the Wahlberg family and Kendra Tierney are going to be our guests, as we just said. Do us a favor and share our content. We're trying to get to 4,000 watched hours on YouTube in particular. I'm praying and hoping that once we get there, that opens up a few opportunities and doors for us to reach a newer, bigger audience uh, because things are pretty limited at this stage. So we need about another 1,100 hours. So watching content would be very helpful to us. Go to the CDT channel on YouTube. Catholic Drive Time on YouTube and start watching some content. God love you. God bless you. Thank you for joining.